Okay, head coach Mike Tomlin had a couple words to say as he was on the podcast. I believe is what's the podcast name? I'm I'm blanking here. It was Ryan Clark's podcast, right? And he had a lot to say about this upcoming season and just stories around the Pittsburgh Steelers franchise. One of the compelling things that he said that we're going to talk about right now is that the Steelers replacing quarterback Ben Roethlisberger is scary but exciting. What should we make of Mike Tomlin's comments? Zach, if you want to kick us off, brother, do you think? Yeah, so I think it's normal to feel a little bit scared, a little but excited when you're not with a guy that has been on your team the last 16 years in Ben Roethlisberger. He had an amazing career winning uh, multiple Super Bowls in Pittsburgh, only won one with Mike Tomlin, but he was the quarterback of the Steelers for a long time. We haven't really known the Pittsburgh Steelers with any other quarterback besides Big Ben. So it's definitely a changing of the guard uh, within the Steelers franchise. But I will say this, it is looking like Mitch Trubisky is going to start. And I've said this from the beginning, I I won't change it now. I do think Kenny Pickett is good enough and he is in a good enough position to be the week one starter for this team. It's probably not going to happen, but I think the Steelers didn't draft this guy based on his physical attributes and letting him wait. His strengths are being accurate. His strength is knowing the game. His strength is his four years of college experience leading uh, the University of Pittsburgh to a historical season last year, uh, winning 11 games. And I do think the Steelers have a lot of talent around him that could help him and a good coach in Mike Tomlin uh, and a really good defense. I think the Steelers should be a really good team this year, have one of the better defenses in the league after uh, getting Minka Fitzpatrick back. And it's going to be interesting for Mike Tomlin because he's always known as the guy who will never have a losing record. And that's uh, going to be challenged maybe this year, uh, especially if Mitch Trubisky is going to be under center for a long time. I think he's fine. I think he's average. I don't necessarily know. If he's a game changer for your team, I don't think he is. We like I know the the scheme and it, things didn't work out in Chicago, but his first year he was really good and he just regressed and regressed and regressed. And it's just crazy how quickly he fell. And uh, I know one year in Buffalo with a good offensive mind and Brian Dable might change things, but I just think the Steelers long term after drafting this guy so early should put him in the position to succeed with Najee Harris. Dejan, uh, Deontay Johnson is going to be playing uh, for a contract. Chase Claypool is out here calling him a top three receiver in all of the NFL. He has a lot to prove after those comments. They have Fryermuth, a good young tight end that I like. Uh, they draft Pickens. Like this team should be really good with all the pieces on the offensive end that they got a really good defense. And uh, yeah, I think Kenny Pickett is going to, is the quarterback that would get the most out of this group. Even as a rookie, I really do believe that. I think, you know, Mike Tomlin saying that it's, it's, it's um the exciting part was like, he's, I have to really teach a quarterback basically how to play the position for the Pittsburgh Steelers for the last, how many years the big Ben been playing like 15, 16, probably 20 years. Damn near. He played over so many years that he didn't have to worry about the quarterback position. He had the leader on offense and all he had to worry about was like one side of the ball, essentially. So when you look at this, this team, now they're all young and you got Mr. Biscuit, a guy who's trying to prove himself, like Zach said, to be, he could be a starting quarterback in the league. Like you have Kenny Pickin, who's coming into his hometown team, who's going to have some fans in a, in a, in a, um, in a crowd in a stadium cheering his name if Mr. Biscuit doesn't um, produce what he's supposed to do on his team. So I think it's, it's exciting for him because now he's able to really coach his team in a facet that works best for him. Maybe the playbook opens up a little bit more because Big Ben, as we all know, as Zach alluded to, you know, his arm wasn't the strongest for, for many years. So, you know, this is going to be a different regime in a sense where the quarterback is play is going to be very, very intriguing, especially in the training camp, especially in the, with the quarterback on battles. 
during the training camps. You have to really see what's going to happen. I think there was a report a week ago, maybe uh, two weeks ago, that Mr. Biscuit was taking the like first team rep. So like that's that's the plan for for going to begin with. Um, so I got to see how how it works out. You know, Kenny Pick and he looked pretty solid from his tapes. You know, it, I'm not gonna say it was outstanding. It was extremely like eye opening, but he looked pretty pretty solid. And I think if anybody, Mike Thomas, can get the best out of this kid, and um, maybe even the best out of Mr. Bisky, who needed like um, like we all said before, needed that time just to sit on the bench and just watch, learn, understand how to see the game from the sidelines, and then maybe he goes back into that that quarterback role, and then maybe really uh takes his team somewhere. We don't know. Yeah, I think when you talk about this quarterback battle, you know, it's a right for Mike Tomlin to feel the type of way of scared and excited because now we get to see his genius without Big Ben, right? Because you're going to be measured by your Hall of Fame quarterback, like how Bill Belichick is, like how Sean Payton is. So the exciting part about that is you can see if you really made it that stuff. He's not there. This is your toughest challenge yet. And sometimes when you're supposed to be one of the best in the league, you embrace challenges. That's something to look forward to. So in that part, it's exciting. But it's also scary because just like Bill Belichick when he lost Tom Brady, just like Sean Payton when he lost Drew Brees, they both realized that it wasn't going to be easy. Bill Belichick hasn't, well, they made the playoffs one time, which was last year, right? And they got bounced in a very peculiar way, okay, by the Bills. But before that, they had a... I believe a losing season before that and they didn't make the playoffs. So clearly he knows it's an up and hill battle to try to replace the greatest of all time. Sean Payton know it's an uphill battle trying to replace, you know, obviously Drew Brees. Sean Payton ended up retiring. I mean, he couldn't even do it after one year. He's like, one year, right, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? So Mike Tomlin now is going to have to do his best coaching job that he's ever done in his career this upcoming season. With that being said, I do think Mr. Trubisky is a guy that should be starting week one. And I say that because even though you drafted Kenny Pickett with the high pick, you also made the move to get Mr. Trubisky. Prior to the move for Mr. Trubisky, you had two other quarterbacks on your roster. Obviously, Mason Rudolph and, unfortunately, RP once again, and my guy, Dwayne Haskins, prior to Mr. Trubisky coming in. So if you wasn't really sold and you knew you was really sold on Kenny Pickett, you want to have got that extra quarterback to supply you with depth because you also had two other quarterbacks on your roster who would have played backup quarterback. Basically, what that implied to me was that I will take Kenny Pickett just in case he's our quarterback of the future and Mr. Trubisky is not it. That's the only reason why you would make that move. You have two other quarterbacks, bro. So that's why I think Mr. Trubisky should start week one. Let's see what he's doing. If he's messing it up, well, guess what? You got your quarterback of the future and Mike Tomlin is under no pressure. His job is the most secure job in America, bro. So it's not like he's Matt Nagy where he has to throw Justin Fields out there week one and see I if this guy made it that stuff or not because he's always going to have a job. He's just one of those coaches that's always going to have a job no matter what because he earned it. But even though, you know, Mike Tomlin has earned it, I'm going to come back to my second lap in a minute. I'm going to pass the rock. Like his name brand is like, oh, he's a top five coach. He's not a top five coach. And I explain all the reasons why I think that in my second lap go round. Let me address one thing that you said, Will, about these great coaches and losing their Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I realized that 
uh, Tom Brady's last a couple games in New England, his last year in New England wasn't his best. Even with the Saints, Drew Brees, his last year, I think really limited that Saint team in terms of a Super Bowl contender. And honestly, I kind of feel the same way about Big Ben and his last year in change with the Steelers. I think if you put a better quarterback on that team, they could have been good enough to win a playoff game or two. They did get to the playoffs last year. I don't know how. That's a credit to Mike Tomlin. That's a credit to their defense and the skill position players around Big Ben because Big Ben, in my opinion, last year was a below average quarterback. And I do think Kenny Pickett, like if you want to get like, I just don't love the idea of just fully going, going into training camp, giving Mitch Trubisky the job. I think Kenny Pickett has earned the right to at least compete with this guy based, based on his age. Like I think there could be a chance that Kenny Pickett right now is just a better quarterback than Mitch Trubisky. He, it's not like he's a young rookie. That is a project that has to develop and learn the game of football. You drafted him because he's smart. You drafted him because he was in college for four years. I don't think they're expecting his arm to be any better. Like I give the Patriots a lot of credit last year for moving on for Cam Newton when they realized, okay, clearly he's not the answer and going with Mac Jones because he was clearly the better option. And if the Steelers don't at least try that here, I'm not saying they have to cut Mitch Trubisky. You sign him great, but I just don't love the idea of handing Mitch Trubisky the job and just throwing Kenny Pickett away from the wayside because I think he might just be the better player right now based on his age, based on his experience, based on what I saw last year. And once again, I don't think this is an, an impossible situation. Like I think the Steelers group of weapons around him is really good. I think their offensive line is really good. And I think it's not that difficult to give this team improved quarterback play from last year based on how bad Big Ben was. He still got them to the playoffs. Like if Kenny Pickett could be better than Big Ben, which I think he can be, and the Steelers have to believe that Like they drafted him in the first round, like he could be the guy that takes you to the playoffs. And like Mitch Trubisky, I think he's fine. I think he is a backup quarterback that could win a game or two, but I just don't, I'm not sold that he could step in right away and be a winning quarterback for the Steelers, which is kind of concerning because I really like the talent on this team besides the quarterback position. Now I do agree with a couple of Zach's statements in the sense that it shouldn't be a job handed to anybody. I don't think you just hand in the job to Mitch Trubisky because he's a vet. I think you have these guys duke it out. And if it's a close battle, then maybe you go with the experienced vet and Mr. Trubisky and see if, you know, he is made of that stuff. If it came to a change of scenery that he needed to be that quarterback that was drafted where he was. And in that instance, if he does ball out and he looks like that guy, then now that's going to create a situation that we don't really got to go too deep in today. But now we're talking about, I just got Mr. Trubisky is winning us games hypothetically here and we drafted our quarterback you know um early in the first round we'll talk about all the possibilities with that later on but i don't think it should be a job handed to anybody you have them battle it out just like new england mac jones and, and cam newton cam newton wasn't handed a job he had to work for it even though he played on the patriots as a starter the previous season he lost a job mac jones was clearly was clearly the better quarterback and they are reaping the benefits of making that move now i think the Steelers should do the same thing but based on what I know now, and I know a lot because I haven't seen these guys in the preseason yet. This is strictly off-season talk. I will roll with Mr. Bisky until I see otherwise, barring what happens in the preseason, barring what happens during these training camps, who looks good based on how scouts are looking at it, and take it from there. But I do want to talk about Mike Tomlin as my computer. want to do some um, hoo-wah stuff, but it's all good. I want to talk about Mike Tomlin because I do feel that He's a great coach. Nobody's going to deny that. But as I stated on the record, 
and I'm not shy and I don't shy away from staying on the record with this statement. I do think his um name of being a great, great, great head coach, like top three, is fabricated by his results. There's a point that my guy Ryan Jones, who came on the show a couple of times, salute to him. I was on his show last week, and he said a very interesting point. Every coach has their strong suit, right? You have players coaches. You have coaches that are no-nonsense coaches. You have X's and O's coaches, guys that know how to scheme. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, no-nonsense, Mike Singletary. The list goes on. Those type of guys. And I guess you can call Mike Tomlin the players coach. I think more so than a no BS coach because, you know, you had Antonio Brown on his watch. You had Chase Claypool, who did that little thing at the Vikings game where he should be, you know, um, handing the ball to the referee. He over there celebrated. So I would call him more of a players coach, a motivational speaker, and a guy who knows how to drive really well, him and the owner, this, that, and the third. And he's a great coach. But um, I look at his resume, and I'm looking at some of the losses. Let's go to the playoffs, right? Because everybody talked about the winning season, which is a cool stat to never have a losing season. That's a hell of a stat. But you go to the playoffs 11 seasons, only won three playoff games. Okay? With a Hall of Fame quarterback. Then you lose to Blake Bortles and Tim Tebow in the playoffs. Ironically, my Patriots played both of those quarterbacks. We, you know, literally won those games easily. We always won the games we were supposed to win. That game wasn't so easy. <laughs> It wasn't, but we won it. We won it at the end of the day. Tomlin also gave the Browns their first playoff victory since 1994. Nobody talks about that. Without a head coach, Kevin Skafansky was in um, health and safety protocols. So, not to mention, okay, he had the best roster in the NFL for a couple years with the Killer Bees. I was actually watching uh, a game on NFL Network on Sunday. Sometimes I miss the game of football so much, uh, watch old games and it was the Steelers and the Ravens and I'm looking at AB in his prime listen this guy was an animal in his prime I'm looking at Le'Veon Bell in his prime the patience in the pocket you know being able to wait for lanes to open and just dash and what he was as a receiver back I'm looking at this team and the defense and everything I'm like they didn't win a ring with these guys so yeah I'm not here to throw Mike Tomlin under the bus even though it seemed like it he's a great coach he could coach my team any day of the week. But let's hold on on this top five, top three, best coach in the league for a minute. And I'll leave it there. So I, just real quickly, I would agree with that he's not top five. I would probably have him somewhere in the top 10. But I actually give him a lot of credit for getting the most out of Antonio Brown. Because for a good four or five year stretch, Antonio Brown was the best wide receiver in the league. And clearly, as soon as he got out of Pittsburgh, his career was never really the same. And Mike Tomlin had him and Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger. Clearly, there was some animosity between those guys. I agree in a sense that there were a, there are a number of disappointing playoff losses. Even the year a lot of people point to is 2019 when uh, Ben Roethlisberger got hurt and he still found a way to go, I believe, 8-8 eight and eight with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph at quarterback. But if you remember, that team was 8-6 and six and blew the last two games of the season uh, and lost to the Jets and missed a spot at the playoffs. So I do think his resume isn't perfect, but at the same time, like I do think he's earned a lot of the respect he's got. I, yeah, I would probably have him somewhere in the top 10. Um, I think, you know, for me, it just is my opinion. I think Mr. Biskey deserves that starting nod over Kenny Pickett to begin the season. I think Mr. Biskey showed us a little something when he was at Buffalo, when he did play those a couple games. He probably played one, two or something like that. But I think he has his confidence back to lead a team. I think that's something you need 
in this Pittsburgh Steelers team that's very young. And um, they, they have a grueling schedule. But also, Mitch Trubisky knows how to play with a bad offensive line. That's one thing I think he's shown us in his career. He's known how to play with a bad offensive line and at least win some games. So I think that's something that's going to be crucial because you don't want to throw Kenny Pickett out there with an offensive line that's not ready to protect this kid. And you don't want to derail his confidence and, and possibly injure this kid early, earlier than what you can you want him there for. You want him on the sidelines learning as much as you can, soaking up all the knowledge as possible. And then if Mr. Biscay's not showing up the way he's supposed to, then throwing Kenny Pickett, then showing what he could do. But I think the start of Mr. Biscay should be that starting quarterback until, you know, if he, unless he, like, he falters throughout the season. I just wanted to emphasize this, sorry, one more time. The Steelers didn't draft Kenny Pickett to be a project like Josh Allen and sit a few years and learn the game and then come in. Like they drafted him to be a Mac Jones type. Like I don't think there's a world realistically where Kenny Pickett is going to be a top five quarterback, but I don't see a reason why with his skill set, he can't be Mac Jones. Like I don't expect his skill set to get better after sitting for a year. I think the qualities that are going to make him a good NFL quarterback, he already has. And I think last year with the Patriots, like it really worked with Mac Jones. And I do think when you look at this situation, the Steelers have more offensive talent around the quarterback position. They have a better defense and their offensive line is getting better. Their offensive line was bad last year. They made some improvements this year. So uh, yeah, I, I just think it's a favorable situation for him. And they drafted him knowing that and the fit is perfect. So once again, obviously like nothing should be handed to anyone, but it seems like Mitch Trubisky was just given and uh, put into the first team rep reps and all that. And Kenny Pickett, you know, Mason Rudolph is still around. So I believe he's still uh, fighting with him for the, for the second string. Like it seems to me, the Steelers are babying, babying him a little bit. And I don't agree with that. First off, I like Zay's point about the offensive line, even though it's improving, it's still not amongst your top 10 offensive lines in the league. And like I said, I hate to go to this trait of Kenny Pickett, but you know, it is what it is. The guy got small hands. As I said before, you get sacked in the blind side, a sack that you ain't see coming. That ball is coming out. I can see a lot of fumbles happening, and that's why I would like to ease him in there. I know with Mr. Trubisky, he's going to make the safe play because I've seen it in the preseason game. He's going to be an intermediate guy, right? He's going to move the chains, and I think that's what you want. A, a game manager right now to move the chains and let your young bull grow and try to win games in the process. This is not, oh, throwing Mr. Trubisky, let's punt the season away. Nah. That's throwing Mr. Bisky, if he earns it, try to win games and um, let our quarterback develop in the process. So now we have the best of both worlds. So that's why I agree with Zay in that retrospect. Yeah, I'll just throw out one more question. Um, I, right now, am leaning towards picking the Steelers to be a playoff team next year. I really like the talent on this team, especially on the defensive end. I think they should be an elite defense, one of the two or three best defenses in the league. I really like their talent on the offensive uh, side of the ball. I think Najee Harris is going to be a really good player. Like, do you guys think it's more likely for the Steelers to make the playoffs under the watch of Kenny Pickett or under the watch of Mitch Trubisky? Because I think Kenny Pickett, and it's not really close, like, I just don't love Mitch Trubisky as a quarterback. And, uh, yeah, I think they drafted Kenny Pickett to be well, that guy, and I just saw it with Mac Jones last year. Well, Mitch Trubisky made the playoffs before with Matt Nagy. So if he can make it with Matt Nagy, then he can make it with what people call a top three coach in the league. I mean, you, okay, do you, so do you can you see a realistic scenario where Mitch Trubisky starts all 17 games next season and leads the Steelers yeah. in the playoffs? Because I can't. I can see. But can. E either way, Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky, whoever becomes a start, I'm not picking the Steelers to make the playoffs because I don't think they're going to get three teams. I like the Bengals. I like the Ravens. And I also like the Browns born what happens with Deshaun Watson. 
let's say he's suspended for a year, which looks like the possibility, then the Steelers will be the third team, but I don't think they're going to get three teams. I think uh, for me, I think you go with Mr. Trubisky first. I think he's a team, a guy who will get them to the over the hump to win more games. I agree with all, all everybody, all you guys. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team this season just because of how strong the AFC is, not because I feel like the Steelers are lacking of something, but uh, I think Mr. Bissy will win more games uh, right now, in, in my opinion. I just, I think he's, he's played under some crazy teams under Matt Nagy and that Bears team. That Bears team was almost horrid uh, from, from a talent perspective, from an injuries perspective. Sometimes it's just also with first year after that, though. That's my worry. Like, it's not like he did this with the Bears last year and they just let him go. Like, when a quarterback does that, do you know how hard it is for the team to give up on them only a few years later? Like, that's how bad he was. I mean, it's crazy because Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. He get to Chicago. I mean, where is this cat? So that's a double-edged sword because this guy won a Super Bowl. Okay, but, Nick, but Nick Foles is a career backup. The Bears took Mitch Trubisky with the number two overall pick. And, like, I know Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, but we could all agree, like, that four- to five-game stretch was something out of a fairy tale that we probably won't see too often. Like, the Bears drafted Mitch Trubisky with the number two overall pick, expecting him to be the guy to lead their franchise. And they were in a good spot, it looked like, and then he just kept on getting worse and worse and worse. Like, I mean, how is very concerning. Well, look at it like this. I mean, Justin Fields is a quarterback I think could play, but – you know, Justin Fields didn't have a great year last year. So, um, you know, Chicago, bro, like Chicago, the philosophy needs to change. They proven that they don't know how to develop quarterbacks over these years. And I think, honestly, Mr. Bisky is a product of that environment. Sometimes you are a product of your environment and all you need is a new scenery so you can shine. The Steelers is a stable ran organization, unlike Chicago, and they could provide him with some stability with a running back. With an improving offensive line, with a good defense, with a good coaching staff, good wide receivers. Let's see how he can do it. And if he can't do it, then it's not asking for you to, to do a whole lot by saying, all right, man, you suck right now. You're going to the bench. Kenny Pickett, you're in. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back after this break. The Can You Dig It Sports Radio Network is here. Revolutionize the game of media. Be a dig, a dig. 